Hey y'all, good morning, good afternoon, and good night, wherever you are in the world. This is Nish B, and welcome to the 212, a place for unsolicited advice and opinions. All right, today might be the closest that you guys get to me having an episode by myself. I haven't built up enough courage to do so yet, but I promise soon, like really soon. And I apologize for making you guys wait. Well, honestly, I don't. Okay, so <laughs> I want to apologize to y'all for not being there, but I don't apologize for making y'all wait because I'm trying to get out of the habit of apologizing for taking mental health breaks. Like when I need it, I need it. Like I would love to drop an episode every week and I would love to interview people all week, but I just don't have the time to do it. But day by day, I'm fitting this into my schedule because this is honestly my passion. Like sometimes I get focused on the money of things because I work two jobs outside of this. So this is my third job and this is my baby. But sometimes <laughs> I have to focus on the money. So I, I put the 212 to the side, but this is my priority and this is where I stand with it. So I'm doing my job to give y'all the episode so it can be the therapy that it is for me because that's exactly what it is. Like Every week I need to take a, you know, a woosah, a personal woosah just to calm down and bring myself back because every time I'm having a conversation with somebody, no matter who it is, I'm reflecting on past conversations, personal conversations, or I'm reliving a trauma or I'm reliving a situation that I've been through. And because I'm so transparent, it allows me to reflect. So dealing with that every week and dumping it on you guys and feeling the release is always good. But going through the process of editing it and hearing it and hearing uh, other opinions or, you know, it kind of like makes me face myself. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes I have to look at my demons and, you know, either live with them or figure out how I have to change. And that's happening to me every week. Other people have a longer time to fill that process out, but Every week I'm learning a little bit more about myself, but, but we're back and your girl is getting sponsorships now. So that's a good thing. We have, it's going to be a much lighter note now. I can't promise it's all going to be lighter notes, but you know, I love a good woke topic, but today we have a lighter note and, um, the sponsorships are coming in. I'm sponsored by. Burning Ash Rolling Papers, 100% Vegetarian, uh, Hemp Rolling Papers. I love Burning Ash. They give me my free rolling papers. If you see me on the street, I can definitely pass you a pack. Uh, remind me and I'll definitely give it to you if y'all roll up. Uh, the good thing is that we now have a venue. We are at Java Studios in Greenpoint. Shout out to uh, Jigga Jasper, who's allowed us that venue. Uh, come shop with Jigga. He has all the exclusives, everything that you can ask for that's not in the store anymore. Jigga got it for you. And I would be completely remiss if I didn't shout out my bud man who's always holding it down with the premium gas. Check him out at the lab. I'm definitely going to put everyone's username in the bio today because we got y'all. <laughs> I'm going to have everybody. I'm going to you know, get everybody right today. All the sponsorships, I'm getting paid from everything. Like <laughs> I'm getting a check today. So, um, I don't know if I said it yet, but this episode is with DJ Shaw P. He's a good friend of mine. Um, you might know him as Mr. R&B Thursdays. Um, I've known him for about, damn, 
I've probably known my nigga for about 10 years now, a little more than that. Actually, it might be a little longer than that. My nigga was my MySpace friend. Like, if we being completely honest, like, that's fire, right? But, so, we're adults now, <laughs> and um, we have these these topics that are relatable to each other, and today's topic, I won't jump into everything we spoke about yet, because I have a habit of doing that, but the first topic, we definitely emphasize criticism. And um, it's something I wanted to speak about myself because, and I, I was tempted to create my own episode, but like I told you, I'm a little scared about it. Don't worry. Like I'm going to get there. But um, I wanted to speak about criticism mainly because I feel like um, as a person of color, as a black woman specifically, I feel like um, being a consumer trying to buy um, goods and services from black businesses, it it's like being caught in the matrix because it's very rare that you get uh, an amazing customer service experience. Your good or service is perfect and you, know, you can go about your business. Now, I'm not one of those customers that um, will walk out of a store unpleased. I'm not that customer. I don't care if it's a black-owned business, white-owned business, gray-owned business. I don't care. If I'm not getting my goods or service provided to the way that I feel like it should be provided to me, it's a dub. You're no longer getting my service. I'm not going to be a patron. I'm not giving you my money. Nothing. Like, it's a dub. So I I don't expect any less from my black businesses, from my friends, from small businesses, from people I don't know, from corporations who have grown bigger. I don't expect any less than great customer service. I feel like it would behoove you to take pride in your brand and your company and take the customer service classes, speak to people who have made it, you know, find out other ways that you can gain more money for your company so that you can make it even better. So you can hire more staff if you need to, so that you can train them well, if you need to, you know what I'm saying? Um, I expect, I have high expectations for black businesses because for my own brand, I have high expectations and I try to give it out as best as possible so that the audience can be pleased. That's that's our job at the end of the day. So for any customer, you know, skin folk, kin folk, and everybody in between should feel satisfied once they listen to my podcast, once they see your art, once they visit your store, once they, everyone should feel pleased and you should feel pride in knowing that you're giving top tier service. And I think we all need to learn how to take constructive criticism with grace and understanding, honestly, because I think so many times we'd rather take or accept the criticism as negativity rather than building our own selves up. And it's problematic. That That's just it. It's just problematic. We need to learn to fix ourselves, to improve, and take the criticism, learn how to build from it. So... I'm I'm glad that I can gracefully carry you guys into the conversation that me and Shad P started. Uh, you know me, I'll tap back in when the conversation gets a little, you know, hectic and I got y'all. We're going to flow through this smoothly. I have so many episodes ready for you guys to listen to, so let's get right into it. Some people just not good with criticism either, so 
most people are in doing criticism. I'm okay with it. You okay with it? Yeah. I'm okay I mean, with it because I know that. Criticism. Yeah, I'm okay. You know, I'm even okay if it's not constructive. Like, because you want to know the real. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I get that. You know, for me, especially like you know, first starting on DJing or when I was rapping, like I wanted to, I wanted to know what people thought of my shit. Like, is my shit whack? You know, am I whack? Like mm-hmm. in the beginning. And constructive would be like if I was a DJ and I could tell you, oh, maybe if you scratch this or maybe if you slow it down here, that's constructive. But me from the outside, I can't give you no constructive criticism for you to fix it. Right. I could just be like, yo, I ain't really, you know, that was cool. Though. I mean, no, but I, I think the people are the ones that matter the most when it comes to DJing. True. You know why? Because y'all the ones booking us. Another DJ is not booking me. You right. You get what I'm saying? So, but he could teach you a little, you know, technique. Oh, definitely. That's definitely, what I'm saying definitely. in the, in the construction. Yeah, yeah, what works for him, you know? Or, you know, I think that anything, not even just saying DJing, but anything in life, you got to go out and experience yourself and learn your own your own ways and what works for you. Because, Facts. you know, it was certain shit that other people was telling me to do when I first started DJing. Like, yo, you should do this, you should do that. And I did it, and it didn't work for me. And then I found my own lane, and it's How to like, do it yeah, like let me do this. You get what I'm saying? Got it. So, you know, makes one say you do what works for me. Some you people got you gotta you works you know gotta how works to give your criticism to. Some people are just too blunt. Right. Some people are right. hurtful on purpose. So. Yeah. 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 I feel like there's also some people that are so negative, like you know, with the whole support of black businesses, like. It's not Walmart, so you're not going to go in there and it's not going to be all the time, you know, like Walmart. Like how you would go into Walmart and everything is most of the time, you know, organized. You get what I'm saying? Some of us are just starting out. We never took business classes, but we need to or we need to take customer service classes because a lot of the times I feel as people, we don't know how to how to deal with irate customers. You can't you can't match their energy. You got to remember at the time that you're a business owner and you have to control you have to control the situation. You can't right. lose control of it. Yeah. Yeah, but um I'm okay with criticism. Definitely. I'm okay and I actually ask for it like cuz I still can't listen to myself. Play I can't play back. back. <coughs> I'm used to hearing my voice. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But I'm not used to hearing my voice back, so I don't like hearing it. Like, I can hear it when I play back the interview because we're talking. But when I'm talking by myself, I can't listen to that again. I mean, that's how you got to be, though. You have to be, at the end of the day, when you create a brand, you have to be your, your own number one fan and then also be your own number one critic because you want to build your brand to the point where it's like, all right, you did this, all right, cool, now you're even better at this, and now you can do this. You just want to keep building. It's all about building it and staying with the times, staying consistent. Consistency is key. Simplicity is key. Simplicity Simplicity is key. key. Keeping it simple. Mm-hmm. If what you're doing is working, stay with that. You feel what I'm saying? Because it's like a lot of people switch shit up, and it's like, why'd you switch? It was working. That's one thing like, One thing I was always taught, like, if it ain't right, bring it back. Well, not like food, like, because, you know, they'll spit in your shit. Right. But, like, if you're not happy about something, you know what I'm saying? Like, let it be known right then and there before you leave the store. Or if you feel like the barber fucked you up, say it. Speak up. You get what I'm saying? Because it's like, when you leave and go home, then it's like, come on, now you coming back? And I also want to emphasize, you know, tread light. 
I'm not saying that you can't be honest with somebody, but I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. When people press me about my podcast, I feel a ways like I've had people on episodes that don't talk to me anymore. I've had people on episodes that felt like I carried the conversation bad. I've had people on episodes who disagree with me so much they've had outside conversations. And am I affected by that? No, because I love that I've engaged you so much that you formed an opinion. I love it. I love it. I I was a little kid that used to watch Howard Stern late at night just to hear him cut people ass and say the questions that nobody else wanted to hear. So I love it. Y'all keep giving me the feedback. I appreciate it. And it's funny how um, we, we're going into this next clip because my passion for what I do and how I speak to y'all is what leads into this next clip so much. And I'm sure you're wondering why I named this episode, This Is The Remix. But this DJ, DJ Sharpie, did a lot of remixing, scratching, and, and switching it up on me in this episode. So listening to how he felt I would be as whoever I am right now, as a podcaster, as Niche B in 10 years. Help me with my 10-year plan. Describe my ideal job, income, relationship status, and attitude 10 years from now. So who do you think I'm going to be in 10 years? Okay. There you go. Look at it if you want to review it. <laughs> okay, I can see you like like an Angie Martinez type of, you know, type of job. You get what I'm saying? 10 years. Where, you know, you drawing the people in and I can see you still doing the polls. You get what I'm saying? Because the polls are interesting. So, like, people are always going to tune in for that. So that could be, like, your, your trademark. Um, relationship status. Um, should I, I would see you married. Married with, like, two kids. Wow. You don't see yourself married in 10 years? Two kids? I mean, if you get married... Yeah, I'll probably bust out too. Yeah, you, got, you have to. I'm probably busting out three. <laughs> Why not? I'm gonna get married. Keep it going. Oh. Keep it going. Somebody gotta pull it up in my stupid ass. <laughs> it's getting harder. Yo, it's, it's really, getting harder. It's, every it's really day. different out here though because you figure back in the days, like our parents' generation, like they was already married and you know set up. They didn't have 20s. no other options. Yeah, they didn't have. No they only other had the bitches yet. in their city. That's, that's because there was no social media. So all of that mm-hmm. plays a part. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. For sure. Because it's like... They just grab the baddest ones in their hood. <laughs> but now a nigga can go on Instagram. Like, mm-hmm. it's so crazy. Like You can get a bitch in every city. In every city. You can go on Instagram and just jump on her DM. She be from Indiana. You can fly her out. She don't know nobody you know. You don't know nobody she knows. Mm-hmm. She's with it. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? It's, it's just crazy. People really be having Instagram crushes. From people, yeah. that, people that never met. Yeah. 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 I know. Should I see the meme? It said, send your IG crush 250. Ha. Ha. <laughs> I ain't crushing nobody that hard. <laughs> I wish niggas would send me to me. I ain't crushing nobody that hard. Mm, that would be lit. 
That's a fire stunt. Like, nigga, you like it's, me? Okay. It's, it's a fi- it's a fire stunt, but it's like. I would just take a nigga money though. That's what I'm saying. Like, and that does not guarantee you nothing in my life. It's like it's okay. Like, okay you showed her. You showed her. I. Right, you got. You got some bread. But now, now you're a dub. She took you two fifty. She's spending on whatever. One thing my grandfather always said. He was like, yo, like with money. He was like, I'd rather you pay the bill or pay what it is that she needs to be paid than give her. Than you give her the money. Because he was like, yo, she fucking want to take that money, spend on another nigga. I've done that before too. I've been terrible before though. I've been terrible before and I can acknowledge my toxic ways. But crazy. I've been better. That's why I can never be that nigga sending two fifty. Bitches be broke, right? Shit. Bitches do be broke. That's the thing, and, and it's like, how can how can they be like? Okay, bitches do be broke, but niggas be broke too. That's a fact. So that's what it really be, and I just want niggas to get to the bottom of that. Like, they know that if they had it, they probably would. Like, if they really really had it, they probably would. So it's from a standpoint of I can't really do it. That's I why I, I, I can't agree to that though, because. It don't matter what kind of money I got in my pocket. I'm not just gonna send somebody two hundred and fifty dollars that I don't know. Oh like, yeah, absolutely just, just, no. Just I'm not saying I that. Like no, I'm just saying like niggas make it seem like spending any kind of money is. Oh no, no, spending you know money is fine. Spending money like it's I, like I, if I you got before, it, you got it. Tricking is fine. It's, <laughs> it's it's fun. You get what I'm saying? Tricking is mad fun. But at the end of the day, trick on on somebody that who would you, trick on you, who would trick on you, who would invest <laughs> in you, who can do it for you, mm-hmm. who you see a future with. Don't trick on somebody who's just gonna fucking just post for them yeah. and post on post their plates just to show right. that they had their plate. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. come on, like, there's no point in that. They just really using you. And I think a lot of niggas don't see that. And that's where my thing is, like, I feel like a lot of niggas just fall into that category, like, oh, she's fire. Yo, y'all got sent kind of from one of Niggas are pay for the pussy, me, so. Yeah. Nigga, it don't matter. Let me send her 250. <laughs> Every nigga talking and saying that they don't break bread and I done got money out of them. So it's like, I don't know. Like, niggas just be capping. Niggas do be breaking bread. It's not even that bad. It's just, you gotta do it to the right bitches. Niggas only spend money on bitches that they think got money. Yo. Yo. So. Okay. <laughs> this was a lot for me because he was OD remixing. Like my favorite phrase really, honestly and truly, is it ain't tricking if you got it. Now let me break this down. I know it sounds simple, right? Like it ain't tricking if you got it. Like you hear it all the time, but like that heavy on the if you got it though. Like heavy on the if you got it because yeah. You might have $250 in your pocket. It might be $2,000 in your account. You have technically you got a, a couple $250, okay? But you don't got it. You hear what I'm saying? Like you're good. You're good. You're doing okay for yourself. But you don't got it. 
It's a lot of niggas talking from the perspective of a rich nigga, and you can't. And this is no disrespect for, to Shad. You get what I'm saying? Because a lot of niggas do this. You cannot speak from the standpoint of a nigga who got it if you don't got it like him. Period. Period. You know how many niggas might see a meme that say, send your IG crush $250 right now? And if they got it, they sending it. You shitting me? Ocho Cinco be seeing random people on the street and be giving them bands at a time. Be sitting at a restaurant, frequent restaurants four times a week and just be giving $500 tips to random people. You trying to tell me that a nigga can't be on Instagram and see a bitch and be like, yo, if she put up a meme that say, send your IG crush $250, he going to send it, bro. He going to send it because $250 is nothing to him. But to another nigga, it might be a lot of... like. $250 could make or break a nigga like me. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I got a couple dollars in my account. Not to brag. I don't want nobody to rob me. You feel me? <laughs> I got a couple dollars, but $250 is a little bit of bread to me. Like, if I lost $250, I might be tight for a week. I'm not holding y'all niggas up at all. You cannot speak from the standpoint of niggas who got it. And I'm not saying shot is broke. But maybe he don't got it like a nigga who could give a bitch $250. You feel me? So did you see my question about if I should um, tell my homegirl about me seeing her man? Oh, yeah. I said no. Okay, so. Mind your business. You got nothing to do with that. Unless this is like your best friend. Mind your business. I don't, I don't intervene with, with people's relationships and cheating. Uh, but I'm good because a lot of the times you can tell somebody some shit, right? And then they vent to you, blah, blah, blah. They're telling you all this shit. Three days later, they're right back. Mm-hmm. That's fine. That's none of my business. I'm just telling you so you know. Okay, what you do with the information, I'm just telling you so you know, because that's my duty. Yeah, point. but then now, you're like, now he not going to fuck with you. I don't know, fuck. I hear you, but that's like, it's just like. That's not what I would care about. It's just like, sometimes it's best to keep things like, if I see something, I ain't saying nothing. Unless it's somebody like, that's like, my man, a hundred grand, all right, cool. If I'm out and I see a girl I know, a nigga outside with another girl, what's up, bro? Keep it moving. I ain't asking no questions. I'm not even, you know what I mean? I can't, I can't see myself being like, yo, I see your nigga. Like, what? Like, how does that sound as a nigga going to a, a lady? Like, oh, I see your nigga outside with another girl. I don't know. I might even. I mean, I, I know her personally. I know her personally. Okay. Cause I went to college with her. I went to high school with him. So, I know he saw me. I know he knew exactly who I was. What, was he, what was he doing? Like he was on a date. I was at a telly. Okay. Oh. <laughs> it was one in the morning. Wow. <laughs> 
Yeah. He was going in by himself. Okay. So. <laughs> Probably was going to pay it. Is <laughs> he come back? <laughs> so. I don't know. She was not there. She wasn't there. She wasn't there. So maybe, maybe she was in the car. He was walking up on foot. So I didn't see a car being parked. I just seen him walk up and go. We were smoking on the side of the building. That's me. So you walked past him. Mm-hmm. Made it right. So I know he saw me. Yeah. I'm smoking on the side of the building. <laughs> but I didn't want to say nothing. Yeah. But it really leaves me in a weird space because they both my peoples. Yeah. But that is super sus. So maybe you should hit him. But then if you hit him and then it gets back to her, it's bad. Like, why you ain't hit me, bitch? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. I felt very conflicted. And the nigga I was with was like, yeah, I would have definitely told my nigga so. <laughs> he was like, I, I, he was like, I don't want you to tell her, but I would have told my nigga. That's all I'm yeah, saying. Exactly. I don't. Yeah, exactly. I don't want you to, but I would have definitely told one of the homies. Like, yo, <laughs> I, I see. I can tell you. Like, Facts. Facts. Like, nah. Niggas would have said that. Like, nah, I don't nah, know nah. what it is, what it was, but this is what I saw. But and- see, but that's the thing. That could that could get messy too because it's situations where I've seen shit and I told niggas that. It was like niggas is like like I was lying like you know what I mean like <clears throat> crazy. So that shit can go left too. I guess, but it's just the a point is that you, you told. Alright, y'all. I'm not listen. I'm not ashamed of y'all knowing my sex capades at this point. I feel like I'm sharing a lot with y'all, but um, I asked this question on on my Instagram, you know, if I should tell my homegirl that I saw her nigga pulling up to the hotel I was at, like, I know I was getting, you know, my fucking boots smoked, so I'm wondering who who boots he was about to smoke, you get what I'm saying? Like, I was in between a rock and a hard place on that one, I'm like, damn, should I really tell my homegirl? Like, I knew him first, but I know her deeper, like, it's kind of crazy. But you peeped the remix, right? At first, it was like, nah, I wouldn't. Don't do it. Like, no, he not going to like you no more. Nigga, I don't give a fuck. Like, all right, but she not going to believe you. Nigga, I don't give a fuck. Like, the purpose is not for who to believe or who not to believe or who going to like me, who not going to like me after I give this message, my nigga. It's me helping out the girl code, like. Since the beginning of time, I swear I've been trying to make the girl code work. That shit don't work like how God code work. Look, I couldn't even get the words out. Girl code. There ain't no girl code, yo. There ain't no girl code because this bitch is upset that you telling them that they nigga cheating. This bitch is that will fight you like, no, this is my man. This has been my man since. Ah, Like, sis, sis, I'm just telling you because I want somebody to tell me. Listen, if y'all ever see me post a nigga, which I probably will never do again, but if y'all ever see me around town with a nigga and that's my man, he's probably going to be my man because I don't be outside with niggas. But if y'all see my nigga outside, around and out and about, and he ain't with me, 
You could send me any motherfucking text. I don't care if he passing a fucking flamingo that look at him too tight. Send me a motherfucking text and say, listen, bitch, a flamingo was hollering at your nigga and he with it. Let me know. I'm fine. I don't care who the messenger is as long as I get the message. But I understand that there is no real girl code because bitches are always in competition with each other. But you peep how he remixed it and switched it up at the end like, yeah, the nigga who I was with said that he would tell. He like, yeah, hell yeah, I would tell. I would tell my nigga I don't care. Niggas don't give a fuck. Niggas is telling they mans. Bitches, you got to tread light, for real, because a bitch will snap on you, like, be upset with you. And it's really out of embarrassment. She really, She's really embarrassed, but doesn't want to show you that she's embarrassed. That's the sick part. But I'm all for it. Like, if, if y'all want to sign a petition and start Girl Code Up and, like, really, like, vouch by it, yo, I'm, I'm down for that. Like, I'll be the vice president, not, like, the president or nothing, but... Like, you know, something a little lower than that. Like, I'm, I'm, I could be the Kamala of that. Like, I could do that. I'll help, you know? Because we got to figure it out. These niggas is sticking together. But if I'm going to be a woke bitch about this, I feel like niggas remix this and tell us, like, yo, don't get involved, ah, ah, because that's what they would want if they were in the situation. If they was cheating, they wouldn't want nobody else to tell on them. So I kind of felt like that's what y'all was doing. I'm not gonna put my boy in the dirt. I'm not gonna violate him and put him in, put pull him through the mud. But I feel like a nigga that tells you to mind your business is the type of nigga who will probably be cheating at a hotel on fucking Jericho Turnpike, getting some buns at 1 a.m. So keep a keen eye to them niggas who tell you that, sis. Look out for them niggas. What is something you think everyone should do at least once in their lives? At least once in their lives. Um, I think everyone. I think everyone should at least face their fear, like fears. Like, okay, if you um, are afraid of heights, I feel like you should bungee jump. You know, something like that. I feel like. You feel like you're afraid of heights? I don't fuck with like, I don't fuck with ice, I don't fuck with um, like, as far as a, a terrace or a balcony, mm-hmm. I'll look over it, but I ain't about to be sitting on it. Really? Nah, 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 I don't fuck with that. <laughs> nah, I'm good. Crazy. I think one thing everyone should do, at least once in their life, is therapy. Okay. That's a, that's a, that's a good, that's a good point to bring up. That's a good point to bring up. Talk to somebody who's not biased. Somebody. I feel like a lot of people don't have an outlet. You know, some people use their barber as their therapist. And I've seen that somebody, uh, some barbers just got trained to do like clinical yeah. conversations with their. Yeah. That makes sense. I was in a shave room the other day. That's kind of fire. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, I feel like when you get in a haircut, you relax. You just sit in the chair, you relax, and you see your barber, you don't know, once every week, once every two weeks, you know, and you're going to tell him some shit because your 
I just stare, you know, he's cutting your hair, you relax, fuck it. And you know he don't know anything that's going on with the situation, so you might ask for his opinion or something. You know, so. He may be straightforward. Yeah, yeah. Like, yo, how you feel about this? Blah, blah, blah. You know, sometimes we always need that extra opinion. Like, yo, what you think? You know, not even extra opinion, but just somebody who's just not biased. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. Um, like I said, this these episodes have really been therapy for me. But I would really love if I could start my conversations with my therapist said, honestly, like if y'all know a black woman that I could vent to, let me know. Like share some give me some referrals, y'all. Like I really want to tap into that side because I feel like this is a lot of therapy for me, and I really appreciate talking to people and getting people's opinions, but Yo, if I had a therapist, son, I feel like I'd be a way better person. Friendlier, too. And not for nothing, going to therapy is a big flex. I want to flex like that. What's your most expensive mistake? College. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a mistake. I wouldn't say it's a mistake, but if oh. I could have got that same knowledge without having to pay over that money or be in debt like this, I wouldn't have done it. I tell you, I what, I tell you what I did that was stupid. Um, I was 19. Actually, that's not a mistake. I'm going to say that. This, this was a mistake for me. I was 19. Mm-hmm. And um, I was supposed to stay on the campus in my second semester, but I was fucking up at school, so my mom was like, nah, they, had still, like, they still had the bread for me like loan money and grant money. Mm-hmm. All of it wasn't grant money. Mm-hmm. I just took it. Thinking, you a refund check? Yeah, I was like, oh, it's a refund check. And then some of it I knew it was loan money. I was like, oh, I'm going to blow this shit. And I blew it all you of it. you had to pay back? Huh? And you had to pay back? I had to pay back, thanks. My most expensive mistake is probably like paying commissary. Yeah. For a nigga that was cheating. Damn. Not in jail. <laughs> <laughs> Don't play. <laughs> Hope not. I had attention, attention, one, two, three. If you ever going to learn something about me, it's going to be that I ain't no ride or die. I'm actually anti-ride or die. Like, there is 0% ROI on being a ride or die. No return on investment. There is nothing profitable about being a ride or die. All right. The this it's a slim chance you make it uh you still in the runnings to be America's next top model. You feel me? Like it's just it, it I think it's crazy that when women use logic, we become crazy people. Like, oh, why wouldn't you do that for him? He I'm sure he was a good nigga. You're not gonna hold down I Suck my dick and suck it twice. Because I am not paying for no niggas commissary in jail for the rest of my years on this earth. That's it. And that's just that. I don't care. I don't care who listening to this. I don't care. Listen, all my joints been to jail. All right? Catch me after. I know you're going to be a, a solemn nigga 
You're going to have some faith in some kind of Holy Spirit. You're going to read a lot of books. You're going to have some muscles. Catch me after. Catch me after. I'm, but I'm not going through the mud no more. That was an expensive mistake, bro. I'm here paying for your toilet paper and your snacks, and I'm going broke in college. That was an expensive mistake, bro. So to the ladies listening, stop. Like, if you're in jail already and you've been paying, like, keep paying. Like, pay for them calls. Make sure he got tissues and enough snacks to fight off all the niggas that want to fuck him uh, later on. Make sure. But I'm not saying drop that nigga. What I'm saying is when he get out, you know, (laughs) figure out if you need to rehabilitate that nigga and make him your man, dust him off and try again, or find a nigga that would never find himself in jail. Okay? So I'm like, fuck you. He said, no, fuck you. I'm not scared of you because you're black. I said, nigga, you black too. He said, yeah, but you're black like this. I said, fuck you. I look around the store for shit to start. I said, Mr. Rivera. Why every time I come to your store, the cats sleep on the bread? Every time I come in the store, the cats sleep on the bread. You gonna tell me he live here? So I don't give a fuck if he live here. Get him off the fucking bread. I'm not really a pet person. I don't care abuse. about pets for real yeah. either, but I'm definitely picking a dog over a cat. I will buy a dog over even having a cat around. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> I would pay for the cat not to be around. Like, that would be a deal breaker for me if I meet, if I meet a girl. And she got a cat? And she got a cat. Mm. It's kind of like, uh. That's mad funny. I don't really want to go to her crib. I feel you, though. Yeah, you know. Like, I don't really like the atmosphere where cats dwell. I, yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't like the way, like, yo, them niggas just be sitting on the top of the cabinet. They're too Six suspicious. in the morning. Too suspicious. Six in the morning looking at you while you get something out the fridge. With the eyes just Yeah, insane. like, yo, what the fuck? Man, R.I.P. to Rashid, man. Um, that was actually his stand-up on Bad Boys of Comedy, and it's crazy how young we were um, when he did that stand-up performance, and all of us remember it. I can't tell you... Not even one of my friends that don't know that that line, that part, that specific. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially if you're from New York, it's like everybody knows about the cat sleeping on the bread. So I'm sorry to all the cat lovers. I will not fuck with cats. I know how much America loves cats and kittens. But next up on the topic list is the no pork on my fork. So many Black people live by this. And... Let me tell you right now, as a Jamaican, I love jerk pork. Um, in 2017, I made the decision to stop eating meat altogether. I had a really strict Lent that year. I decided to actually put my mind to it and get through it and not eat any meat at all. Uh, when I was a child, I used to you know, only eat fish or chicken or turkey um, during Lent. 
But as I got older, I just wanted to see how much dedication I had to something. If I could be um, uniformed about something and decide on something and stick to it. And um, I want to say that 2017 was a really great year for me just because of how I um, treated Lent and stuck with it. Um, I think it's so hypocritical that people who don't eat pork normally um, will give you the, oh, it's not good for you. It's disgusting. It takes this long to digest. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I watch what the health and they say, me, 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 me. Suck my dick. I don't really care. Like, either pork, you either eat pork or you don't eat pork. It's not my business. But don't tell me about how disgusting it is. Do not yuck my yum. Okay? Do not yuck my yum. And there are people who will drink alcohol and smoke cigarettes and they still telling you, no pork on my fork, bitch, suck my dick. <laughs> you will be, but let's get into how Shad and his family felt about pork. <laughs> really? Pork on my fork. And uh, no pork on my fork. You know, um, my pops stopped eating it. My mother, so my mother didn't eat it. And then by the time I was born, there's no pork in house. No pork. No pork. Got it. My sister slipped up and ate it one time. And she enjoyed it? She she probably dogged it as a kid. Um, you know, back in the days with Dr. Seuss, green eggs and ham. Mm-hmm. So they gave the kids green eggs and ham. Mm-hmm. My mom's was tight. My sister came home like, yeah, we had green eggs and ham. My mother said, what? comes home. Mm-hmm. She can cook her meal and your meal if you don't eat pork. But I don't want my chicken cooked with the pork. You can't Okay, have it. so it could be something else. That's not a big deal. Okay. But, but you good. can't tell her she can't eat pork because you don't eat pork. No. If she considers that for you, that's nice. I'm not saying I'm not saying she can't yeah, eat but it. But like you would rather if she didn't. I would rather I would rather her not cook it at all. In the house, honestly. She can't even cook it in the house. Nah, like. Nah, it would be in the house. Not growing up, you can eat it. No, no, no. No pork. Yo, it was one time. If you're not eating it, cool. Then you can't say she can't cook it. I don't don't want pork in my house. I just feel like pork is like nasty to me. I just feel like I gotta. Might as well smoke a cigarette too. I feel like you're definitely OD. I am. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. The feminist in me wanted to snap on Shad. It did. It did because it was like trigger words. Like, yeah, when she come home and she cooking dinner, I'm over here like, nigga, cook your own fucking chicken, nigga. If I want to make ribs tonight, I'm making fucking ribs tonight, nigga. Fuck you mean? I don't want no pork in my house. Nigga, this our house. The fuck are you talking about, nigga? Anything I eat, I'm gonna cook in our house. You shouldn't be. I'm not going to cook pork for you, and I won't cook 
chicken in the same pot that I make pork. But like, if I like pork, I'm eating it in my house. Where am I supposed to eat it? I got to hide and eat it at a restaurant? Come on now. But I, too, can acknowledge that I have control issues. I like, you know, I like having control of situations. Like, and I think in retrospect, I'm sure Sha will listen to this and be like, shut the fuck up, bitch. You're making me look bad. <laughs> but that was definitely a control issue. That's definitely selfish to feel like you can curb your woman's appetite simply because you don't eat it. Like, come on. But I know there's a lot of people who feel that way too. But give your, give your people the room to be who they want to be, y'all. That's not fair. What do you consider a more serious act? Having sex or holding hands in public? Holding hands in public where? <laughs> That's the question. Where? In public. Like, in public. Around your friends. At a party. At a party? Can <laughs> we hold the hands? That's my girl. That's my girl. So what's more serious? Having sex or holding hands? Holding the hands. <laughs> Which is crazy. You're not just holding any girl hand. Because if you fuck with a girl, like, think about that. If, like, if you fuck with a girl, right, and y'all both in a spot, y'all not even gonna be on each other because you most of the time you don't but want nobody to know. But if it's your girl, you definitely holding her hand. If it's your girl, you definitely holding her hand. <laughs> That's a fact. If it's if it's your girl, like you're not even really having fun in the spot, honestly. Well, you can have fun in your spot with your girl there. You, you can. can. There's you, people, you can. there's couples that really make it. You can. You, can. you know, but um. Some guys can, but you know, there are some couples that really do it really good. But <laughs> you gotta hold your girl here to the to the spot, to wherever y'all sit. That's facts. But if it's not your bitch, you definitely shouldn't be on my hand, especially not in the club. But even if you holding the bitch that's not your bitch hand outside of the, like even like right now, walking down in the boulevard, it's like that's still serious. Like, who's that bitch? Yeah. Holding hands is, yeah, Yeah, right. holding yeah. hands is type serious, yeah. but niggas will fuck bitches that they don't hold hands with. <laughs> Facts. Facts. But see, if you hold the hands, you definitely fucking wrong. We go hand in hand. For sure. If you holding hands in the spot with a joint, you are fucking her wrong. That's an interesting take. Let's say, hypothetically, you, you fucking with somebody, right? Uh-huh. So, you know, I use condoms every time. But this is like, you've been fucking with them all summer. Here it is, in the summer now. And it's two in the morning, y'all lit. You realize you don't have no condoms. I feel like in that situation, six out of ten women will be like, I right, just make sure you pull out. man said some shit. The nigga said, this is wild. He said, yo, if you're going to eat it, you might as well go raw. It's true, though. <laughs> it's true. In a, it's way, true. in a way, it's true. It's absolutely true. In a way, it's true. Because, no, it's absolutely true. Because it's like, yo, you already got it in your mouth. Whatever you got is what you got. 
Whatever you got is what you got. Right. How has your definition of love changed since your first relationship? Um, I can't say that it changed because I do feel like I was in love in that first relationship. Like, you know, looking back at it. Six out of the seven things you're looking for, but then that one pet peeve is there. What are you gonna do? Can you take that one pet peeve and then take the positive, the six, you know, the six I mean, things? I don't think that's the same as loving unconditional. I feel like you should love conditionally because <laughs> I don't feel like unconditional is a dangerous term that can okay. be used, like, you know, because unconditional means that you will stay through whatever. That's how I feel, and I can't do that. But I do feel like you can compromise in situations that if you don't have all ten on the checklist, seven is okay. Seven is alright. You can work with seven. You can work with seven. <laughs> you can work with seven. You can work with your own. But I definitely love conditionally. Uh, unconditional love is a scary, scary term for me because it, to me, I just to me, I need to have some kind of control over what's going on. But I feel like I feel like if you love unconditionally and both of y'all love that way, you're not gonna wanna hurt one another. I feel like honestly for a relationship, you gotta go like y'all really gotta be friends mm-hmm. and really enjoy hanging out with each other mm-hmm. and really enjoy each other's vibe. And then from there it's like y'all can really be in a relationship because you have to be with this person twenty four seven. So this has to be your best friend. They have to know you. You get what I'm saying? It's a privilege to um, experience situations like that with somebody like you. Alright, so this is my this is technically my wrap up right here, but I'm gonna touch those last those last two topics. Cause he did another remix here, y'all. He was about to flex and say that having sex, of course, having sex is way more serious than holding hands. Like then flipped it and like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are we holding hands in public? Like, public, public? Like, you gotta, yo, it's crazy that we're even thinking this because that's completely absurd. Of course, the more serious one is the, the one that you got the chance of catching AIDS and dying. Okay, like, I want to stress the importance right now, y'all. Just because we had this conversation, I want to stress the importance of getting tested regularly. Not only going to the clinic and getting your little chlamydia gonorrhea uh, trick test, make sure you're doing the blood work and making sure you don't have HIV or herpes. Or Listen, we're serious about this. We're serious about this because clearly niggas is already thinking. I'm not saying all niggas is doing this, but I know a lot of niggas is thinking, all right, it's day three. This is the third time we fucking. I'm probably going to take off the condom and she's going to be cool with this. Yo. Make sure you know the niggas that you're sleeping with. And I know it's hard because there's a lot of bitches around. You want to feel like you're the most elite in the competition. You you know you're America's next top model. You're still in the runners and shit. But listen, go get tested. And make sure that your partner is getting tested and he's not just saying, oh, I'm good because you good. All right? Well, that, I had to make sure I said that. Like, it's September. Go, it's back to school time. 
go get your physical, go get your STI testing, make sure that you're good, make sure your partner is good for sure. Now, holding hands in public is kind of serious. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. Holding hands in public is kind of serious, but a lot of people can have that duality where they're a great couple in public. They're friendly to be around. Cool. It's not an awkward moment. Like shout out to CGs and Tori. Like I love being around them. They are the party. Like they can be romantic. They can be, you know, all up in each other's face and still be mad fun and still show everybody love. And definitely um, check out Eat With Love. That was a free sponsorship right there, y'all. <laughs> Eat With Love. My friends are definitely caterers and they're really good at that. But anyway, back to what I'm saying is holding hands is not that serious, but it is kind of serious, if you get what I mean. But sex is definitely way more serious than both. You know what I'm saying? Like, Holy shitty hand though, y'all. I, I hate being in this world where intimacy is frowned upon or it's just not cool. Like, I hate to say this and just be like, y'all are gay, but some men just be liking men. And everything that they do with a woman is gonna be frowned upon because they're gay. Like, not even like figuratively, like dead assly. Like <laughs> Some niggas will never be okay with being intimate with you in public. But my other thing that I wanted to touch on was um, unconditional love. Because a lot of people, you know, they spread that narrative or the rhetoric of, you know, being in this fairy tale with unconditional love. We'll love each other no matter what through thick and thin, you know. Listen, unrealistic. Is just as realistic as a fucking fairy tale. There's no such thing as unconditional love. Even your mother hates you sometimes and she's not gonna talk you talk to you about it. Even she regrets the day you was born and she not she's too proud to say it out loud. Okay. There's no such thing as unconditional love. Of course your mother's still gonna love you when you do wrong because she's supposed to. She's gonna look bad if she don't. You know, she love you, yeah, but in a romantic relationship, I suggest that you don't lead with quote unquote, unconditional love. Set your boundaries. Set your motherfucking boundaries. Let people know what you're cool with, what you're not cool with. Let people know how you feel in the moment. Communicate effectively and be responsible enough to know that it's necessary. Unconditional sounds good in theory. Like, you know, he's going to do wrong. People make mistakes. I'm still going to love him. But don't let no motherfucker feel like you're in the cycle of being unconditional and you're constantly taking him back or constantly letting him apologize, constantly letting him call your phone, beg for you back, and you're right back in a position again. Don't let anyone misuse you or your time. I've been saying this since episode one. <laughs> Don't let anybody misuse you or your time. Set your boundaries. Of course, I would love to be in a situation where unconditional love is prospering, but that, that shit is a scam. It's a scam. It's a scam. Don't let nobody tweak your mind into making you feel like you need to love unconditionally and he's loving you conditionally or even vice versa. If she's loving you conditionally and you're loving unconditionally, right? You guys both have to be on the same playing field. And I enjoyed this episode a lot because Shad is my friend and this is not the first time we recorded. He actually came back and was like, yo, I want to make this a really good episode. So let's do the whole conversation over. And I appreciate him for that, for, you know, wanting the quality of the episode to know that I'm not going to do him grimy and put out some 
bogus stuff about him. And he wanted to make sure that his brand and his character was intact. And I respect that about him. Um, you can definitely check him out at, at DJ Shaw P on Instagram. He's a great DJ. Kids parties, old people parties, white people parties, black people parties, teen parties, wherever you want him to play. Go, 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 go. Who's next? <laughs> he got you. He got you, Mr. r Thursdays. It was a pleasure having him. Um, I'm going to repeat my sponsor. Shout out to Drip with Jigga, uh, Jigga Jasper at um, Plainsight Studios. Thank you for letting me use your venue now and forever. This is my brother and I love him. Um, shout out to Burning Ash Rolling Papers. Always supplying me with the best rolling papers on the market. If you have any Burning Ash Rolling Papers, let me know and I will give them to you, honestly. Um, and shout out to the lab for always providing me with the solid gas, only gas, super gas, so I can roll up and experience great 212s with you guys. Um, you have so much more in store for the rest of the season. I'm already thinking about season four, and we're in season two. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Um, and keep sending in your questions, guys. Keep letting me know your feedback. I love your criticism. I love your feelings and how you you know, uh, moving through my therapy. You know, I just want to hear the updates and how you guys feel about it. Um, stay tuned for the bloopers, but you're always at the end. You'll always get a nice little treat, but enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thank you for 212 with me. This is Nish B and I'm out. Oh shit, y'all. And before I'm out, I'm about to tell y'all bye again, but don't worry. Before I'm out, there are lighters on sale. 212 lighters on sale right now and definitely more in stock next week. Please stay tuned for all the merch coming and I hope to hear from you guys soon. Assuming you were single, what would it take for you to get back with your last ex? <laughs> so, um, it's his song, right? It's called it's gonna take a miracle. It's, it's, it's called it's gonna take a miracle. It's gonna take a miracle. It's gonna take a miracle. Nah, I mean, nah. That's bad, buddy. I feel like <clears throat> you live and you learn in certain situations. Like people are just not for you know each other. You know, you clash a lot. Like y'all could be like y'all could be cool outside. A relationship, but fuck with each yeah, other. Yeah, I don't, I don't recycle relationships. <clears throat> fuck with each other. It's like it's a reason why I stopped fucking with you. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, the mm -hmm. glamour when you see her, she looks good. The conversation is good because it's fresh. You know, y'all miss each other, but after a few links, you start to realize why y'all don't fuck with each other. Mm -hmm.